this is your announcer, Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Matt Penfield is calling into the show tonight. This is very exciting. Finally Noah won't be the only bald radio personality on the show. Down there. The Metal Injection Livecast starts now. Chuck going a little blue. Welcome to the Metal Injection Livecast. It's a very special livecast. We're glad you are with us. And I'm here. My name is Rob. Here with Noah, Sid, and 3D. We're here every Tuesday. We're on a little late. But to make up for it, we have a very special guest. Let's bring him on. We have a legend in the biz. He's getting situated. And uh, we'll have him on in a sec. And uh, we're very excited to have Matt Pinfield on with us. Matt, can you hear us? Yeah, how are you doing, guys? Can you hear me? Yes, I hear yes. Out and Thank clear. you so much for taking the time to talk to us here at the Metal Injection Livecast. I'm Rob. Here's Noah, Sid, and 3D. I mean, you could you could see their names, I'm sure. Yeah, the yeah how are you guys doing? Great to see you all. How's there, <laughs> yeah. guys? Uh, things are great. You know, we're we're all alive. We're we're not sick. Can't complain about that. <laughs> yeah, you know, did you guys get your shots already and all that stuff? Or uh, yes, some of, some of us are vaccinated, some of us have antibodies, and some of us are doing extreme social distancing. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's got their own thing. That's for sure. Yeah. You know? Because I'm traveling, you know, I decided that I would try to get it as soon as possible, which I did, which uh, was a good thing. But the, but it was crazy when I went to get my second shot. They're like, we ran out of them today. I'm like, are you kidding me? What? I came all the way down to East LA. Like it was pretty crazy. But eventually, you know, I got it, and I'm I'm gonna feel good now. I just literally came yeah. from a shoot. But um, but it, it's great to see you guys. You're and you know, obviously, you're all big metal fans, which I love. Yes, and 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 I personally want to thank you for all the exposure over the years. I've I've been a I've been a follower for for many years uh, back in the MTV days, and especially I want to give a shout out to your old Saturday night K Rock show here in New York City because that used to be the only place on FM radio other than college radio that would actually play metal bands. Like I would hear early Lamb of God and like like the early metalcore bands. That's the only K Rock airplay like mainstream radio rock airplay that they had. And, and with, with such a, like, how do you keep up with music? Do you still try to discover new bands? Are you still? Oh yeah. All the time. I mean, for me, it's important to do that. I mean, I, um, I just, you know, whenever, you know, I mean, obviously a lot of it is done through streaming now, you know, and I do a show in Los Angeles called new and approved, which is like, uh, you know, it's like a hard rock show and there's some metal played of course as well. On KLOS, which is like, you know, been, uh, it's a, it's a station that's been there for years. Right. And it's, 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 uh, you know, it's, it's, it's got a lot of classic rock, but it also plays new rock and hard rock and stuff as well. So I started doing a show there 18 weeks ago, you know, because I've had this syndicated show for 10 years called flashback, right. Which is a, uh, classic rock history show that's on about a hundred FM stations. Right. Um, in the U S which is crazy. It's been, I, I took it over 10 years ago when I stopped doing a morning show in New York city, right at that uh, station RXP. And remember I was on K rock for, I guess like 12 years or something like that, you know, in the Howard years, obviously um, when it was still cool. Yeah. Um, you know, but um, you know, I just love rock. I mean, for me, rock is where it's at. I mean, it's really funny because um, what they call alternative music now is just like top 40 pop. I mean, yeah. Playing Justin Bieber, <laughs> And the Kid Leroy on Alternative, I'm like, what? What's alternative about that? 
Well, like, ima- a- Imagine Dragons is what kind of blows my mind. Like, <laughs> yeah. how does this fit? How does this fit with like Pearl Jam? You know, like they'll, yeah. they'll play the older stuff. But uh, it's interesting. Like you, you, you are are indiscriminate about platforms. You will do. Uh, you've done video work. I mean, you do the radio, and now you're doing podcasting. And I feel like from the radio world, there's a little apprehension about podcasting. Like we mentioned, Howard Stern, he always seems to not podcasting. Uh, and, and I want to mention your new podcast, Missed Riffs. Uh, it premieres this Friday. The trailer is on all podcast platforms. And, and and how did you decide to get into the podcasting space? You know, it's weird. I'll, I'll tell you guys the truth. I was doing podcasting stuff before podcasting really took off. You know, like I did a thing with MTV, the really interesting thing was I was always somehow involved with MTV a little bit, like on and off. Like they relaunched 120 minutes for one year, but they were just dipping their toe in it. Like they weren't really committed to music. You know, if a Martin rerun on MTV2 got an extra point zero 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 in the rating, they go, well, let's push 120 minutes back to like four in the morning. You know what I mean? So it was like, it was, uh, it was uh, like a noble idea for them to relaunch it. But of course, I mean, it just, uh, you know, there was no real commitment there. So I did a thing called the Hivecast there for a little while. And then I had a syndicated radio show through Cumulus Westwood One called Two Hours with Matt Pinfield. And there was a uh, podcast component, which was basically just my unedited, uncut interviews with like, you know, Chino from the Deftones talking, literally really getting deep about, you know, she's death or... You know, I mean, and I, and like, what's crazy is they never paid to keep those things alive on the platform. So many of those interviews are lost, but there were so many cool ones like Maynard from Tool. I mean, it was just everybody did the show. Um, so, but this is something completely different for me. And I was really excited to do it because, you know, it started out where some of the people that were involved at Audio Up were like, you know, we were talking about what would be a cool thing to do. And at first they were saying, well, maybe we'll do a podcast about bands that should have been huge but weren't. And then that turned into, well, why don't we do a podcast about bands that don't exist and artists that don't exist? And, you know, because I always loved Spinal Tap, of course, and the Ruddles and, you know, there's things like the Lonely Island. There's been, I mean, and there's been so many fictitious bands in movies that the idea was to take something that was like a cross between behind the music so it's got, you know, serious dialogue, but the stories are really ridiculous. I mean, they're really, and, and they, you know, there no genre is safe with misdrifts. It's really cool. And these are short, you know, like they're, I think they clock in somewhere around, you know, anywhere between, you know, seven and nine minutes. They're really short episodes, but there's a real song that's associated with each one of them. And uh, the guys at Audio Up are so cool. You know, I love working with them. Uh, the guy, uh, Jingle Jared, who, you know, they've been doing all these other things like Halloween and Hell. They did with Tommy Lee and Machine Gun Kelly and 24K Golden. They, they've worked. They've been, they have been. have this other thing called uh, um, Uncle Drunk, which has everybody from Gary Busey in it to like, you know, it's just it's this crazy uh, cross-section of people. So I got together with them and we decided, well, why don't we just have fun making a podcast about just making fun of every single genre, you know? So, you know, you'll see the first three. There's one, uh, it's got a guy called Macklebarrel, and he has a song called Cancel Culture. Because, you know, cancel culture is annoying, annoying the shit out of everyone. I mean, you know, it's like we're so, I'm so over cancel culture. Like, people aren't allowed to breathe sideways or they're going to, they want to cancel them. So, are you saying you'd like to cancel cancel culture? Yes, very is much so. Is it on record? 
Yeah, I'll go on record <laughs> to say that. I like to cancel, cancel culture. So there's there's three episodes that are going to debut Friday, and, and Spotify will be the first platform for it. But then it'll be available everywhere else as well. Um, and so there's one, there's another great song called Honky Tonk Wop, which is if you take country with uh, the special um, – you know, things that are happening right now, like Megan the Stallion. So, and I mean, these, there, and then there's another one. There's a band called the Hummus Sapiens, and they are a jam band, you know, kind of a cross between Fish and Dave Matthews Band. And, uh, and when you hear these songs that go along with the stories, this stuff is really crazy and it's really fun, you know? So it's obviously, it's all, it's all comedy and it's parody. And, uh, and I thought it would be something kind of different for me to step into. Um, What's your part in it, though? I was there's a trailer that's available online right now, and also on YouTube there's a there's a cartoon. And even though you say it's fun, it seems like there's a lot of production involved. There's a lot of writing involved. So yeah. what's your so part? So my part is, is helping out with the ideas. You know what I mean? I mean, I, they, I help. You know, I I come up and help out with the ideas, and I'm like basically you know, the voice of the podcast, right? So, I mean, especially the idea is that I've always been a guy, as you know, who loves music so much and loves to expose music. I mean, that's always been my thing, even when I was a kid. The thing that, speaking of metal, you know, it always used to irritate me when I was a kid that you couldn't hear Judas Priest or Sabbath and other stuff on the air when I was a kid growing up or UFO. Or I'm mean, just naming bands. I'm just like riffing right now. But, you know, so I, I got into radio be, because I was like, why am I not hearing these bands on the radio? Guys, I'm so sorry. Here we go. I apologize. I don't know why it's hooked up to my laptop, but my phone just jumped through there. But, um, you know, oh, hey, Linda, I, Linda I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm doing an interview right now. I'm actually on the air live, and I'll hi, call Linda. you back. Okay? Everybody says hi. Okay. Hello. Hello. Hey, that's Linda. That's Linda. Linda. So anyway, hey, so guys, right. no. So that's what it is. It's like there's a, gr a group of guys. We, you know, we get together. There's a few. Me there's musicians. There's vocalists. And the idea was to just have a fun, like making fun. I mean, in a way, we're making fun of ourselves because it's you know, music is a, is a you know something we love in a big way. Obviously, it's the most important thing in my life. But it's also you don't want to be so precious about it either. And and there are so many ridiculous artists out there and genres and. There's one that's coming out soon, Susie Roll Face Tat. He has a song called No Regerts because he has 365 misspelled tattoos on his body. You know, he's like one of the, one of the uh, SoundCloud tattoo rappers. And uh, so we got one of his songs coming. That's going to be out the week after. But it's, it's, I'm, I'm really proud of what we've done with it. And, um, you know, we've, there's going to be about 52 of them in a year. I mean, wow. it's crazy. So we've already, um, We've already recorded, I think, about 25. And um, we just, the crew, the guys that are involved in this, uh, there's uh, Zach and, and Jared and all the people that are involved uh, from Audio Up are just incredibly funny and talented guys. And the thing is, they're real musicians and real writers. Like, so, and, you know, Jared, who actually writes this, has a, a big hit right now out with Machine Gun Kelly. So it's like, it's oh, it's really, you know, but... um. There, you know, and one guy is really like into Americana who writes his stuff here, but actually, you know, writes. I mean, it's just a really interesting uh, concept. So it's fun. The idea is to have fun. You know, like the podcast is about making fun of popular culture and popular music. And, you know, these and it, it's like fake. It's like it's called misriffs because they're like no hit wonders. It's like the guys that got this close to touching the ring, but like, of course, fell down on the ground. And it's always the story of how they 
effed everything up. You know what I mean? It's great. Stuff. So it's like Anvil, but fake. Yeah, it's like Anvil. But yeah, but in fact, speaking of which, it was so funny. I was with uh, Sasha, who directed Anvil. We had a viewing of the Anvil movie literally for the anniversary last week at his house. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. He directed the NFL movie, you know That's what I mean? Awesome. And my friend Rick Krim, who was involved in it, so which is such a great film, you know what I mean? I love that movie. They did a great job. Such a, Absolutely. It, yeah, I mean, Sasha just uh, is such a cool guy. He's doing a movie now on Boy George. And he did the one Dinner with Hervé that was on through HBO, oh, wow. and he's he's done a bunch of uh, cool stuff. But uh, yeah, but I mean, I love I, the thing about this is, and there's there's a. Um, you know, like a late 90s, early 2000s, a rap rock band called a Moshpocalypse on here, too, which uh, <laughs> is a bunch of guys that like love to work out and, you know, and eat protein, drink protein shakes. That's I mean, so there's cool. like all kinds of cool. It'll be fun. I think you guys will enjoy it, you know. And, yeah, it uh, sounds I, like you're kind of lampooning various tropes that, you know, like that sounds like a, akin to like a five finger death punch type band. So you kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they're my friends. I love them. You know what I mean? So like, I mean, I really do. I love, I love Ivan and you know, um, those guys are great. I mean, you know, uh, Jason left the band. I know he's no longer in the band, but I still think they're, they're a great band. And I know that, uh, Ivan almost like uh, injured himself trying to uh, carry me on his back one night, right before he went on stage. It was not maybe the best idea. <laughs> I was about 40 pounds heavier then. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's crazy. I don't know if you know, I mean, I've lost so much weight, you know, and uh, I just got in better shape and I got sober. Guys, yeah. I just celebrated and a you're year so sober. Yeah, you're celebrating your awesome. one year. That's, what, that's um, incredible. Congratulations was, on that. Thank you, guys. I, I was wondering it. what kind of reflections did you have on your one year anniversary? You know, I mean, I, I there were a lot of things to think about. You know, I, I got to say that obviously, you know, um, I've had just an incredible amount of people that really came, uh, to, you know, to my aid. Uh, I mean, the story was, in, you know, obviously in Rolling Stone and, you know, Variety, and it was all over the place. My friends got together and, and started to go fund me, which, of course, you know, when I, I had relapsed during the pandemic, you know, I was, you know, I, I had, I was in a situation where I was living by myself at the time. I had broken up with the girlfriend I was with probably a good year before that. And all of a sudden that came up and I'm so, I was so used to like going to recovery meetings and always going to shows. I was always out at a rock show, no matter what. I was probably at a rock show four or five times a week. You know what I mean? So, and just doing things with people or hanging out with comedians that are, you know, that are our friends that are also sober. So all of a sudden when you had that isolation, that cutoff, it's really difficult for people in recovery. And I was doing like a streaming show called In a Lonely Place, which we were doing for Music Cares for my living room. Mm. And eventually one day I just decided to go pick up a bottle of vodka from across the street. I just got a case of what they call the fuckets. I was like, whatever, you know, <laughs> pissed off. And I got a case of the fuckets. And uh, eventually my friends were like, uh, you don't sound too good. You know what I mean? When they're talking to me on the phone. Um, do you remember talking to me last night for like a half an hour about like whatever? And I'm like, oh, wow. So my friends uh, said, well, let's get you some, let's get some help for you. And uh, they kind of rallied together. So I was on my way up to go to treatment in the uh, San Francisco area. Halfway up, my great friend, uh, Chris Rivera, who had put like a lot of it together with a bunch of other musicians. And he, um, they basically said, oh, uh, I go, so how are you guys, how, who do I have to pay back? He goes, Oh, we're doing a GoFundMe. And I'm like, what? You can't do a GoFundMe. I was like horrified. I'm like, you can't, you can't ask people for money <laughs> during a pandemic to help me out. And he said, no, no, we're going to do that. I go, well, what are you doing in the meantime? He goes, 
oh, I just used the down payment for my house. I'm like, what? I was like, oh my Jeez. God. I go, I might be paying you back for the next like, you know, five, 10 years, whatever. Um, and it was amazing. The people that actually like donated and came to my aid through that whole thing. And it was a lot of musicians, you know, there were so many people, you know, like, you know, Tom Morello, Henry Rollins, uh, you know, like Miles Kennedy and Johnny Resnick and Perry Farrell. And I mean, a list of people was unbelievable. Danger Mouse. I mean, it was just like the list of people. Yeah, a lot of people. Sure, that was very touching to see. Yeah, like yeah. just to see. Oh, man. It, it brought, I that mean, I, when, I, when I saw that, like, because I kind of like, I isolated. I didn't want to pay attention to that. I knew the article come out in Rolling Stone, uh, but I, I didn't want to pay attention to it while I was in treatment, you know. And um, when I finally saw the list of the people that had donated and their messages, man, I was I was so choked up by it because I, it just you know, if, you if know. you if you think about it, like a lot of people owe a part of their career to you. I mean, giving them exposure and stuff like that. Well, I think you know, you know, it's cool you said that to me. You know, I I think. Um, you know, I mean, I, I really appreciate it. It was a beautiful thing that, you know, a lot, that was in some of the messages, you know, that some of the people said that, hey, you know, you'd really helped us out uh, in the beginning. And and that meant the world to me, you know, um, because I, I, I've always done that like you guys do, uh, talking about music you love, out of the love for it. You know what I mean? Never expecting yeah. anything in return. I mean, the best thing in the world was somebody coming up to me and saying, man, you turned me on to that band. I love that band. I, they're one of my favorite bands ever. Had I not seen them on your show that night, I would have not, or heard them on the radio show, I would have not gone out and got that CD or that record or gone to see this band live. And, you know, it becomes a part of your lifestyle. So, you know, I mean, that's one of the most rewarding things about it is that, you know, I just, I love turning people on to music. And I and I'm still get excited about it. You know, like I'm always going through just reading or going, go obviously going through playlists, you know, um, uh, you know, on different different uh, platforms, and just checking out new stuff, and then people will still send me things. You know what I mean? Which, and I definitely try to listen to as much, almost everything I can. At least give it a shot. You know what I mean? I, I mean Do you have a time cutoff? Like how how long will you listen to a song? Yeah. Um, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I will listen to a song sometimes all the way through if it's really pushing the limits. Maybe two minutes. I try to at least give it a chance to get to develop. You know, and get to a certain space. You know, I think, um, I mean, you can tell from a vibe sometimes. I mean, you know, the thing is, is not crazy is I've been able to tell from people's demos before sometimes that they've been good and then actually signed them when I was at Columbia Records, you know. Um, and then it all of a sudden becomes something completely different when it's recorded correctly. But you also, if something's really awful, then you guys can only imagine, um, you know. Oh, I mean, I got... Yeah, well, I get constant oh, music video requests. So it's almost like sometimes I feel like within 10 seconds, even before I hear the, yeah. the vocal, I'll, I'll know exactly what it is and <laughs> that I don't like it. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. So. Sometimes you'll hear it and you'll go, oh, that, it's at that sound again, you know, because uh, <laughs> and you try, you know what I mean? You you want to give things the benefit of the doubt. Always, right, right. But the funniest thing ever was there was this crazy situation when I was still in the TV show Farm Club, you know, um, and I was I had an office in the Universal Building. We were a record label, a TV show, and a website. It was like I was just going to mention this because I was uh, we were we talking about how you're always ahead of the game. This was like one of the first social networks. This predates MySpace. This predates MP3.com. People could go on this website and upload their music and possibly be featured on the USA Network. The show was on right after Monday Night Raw at the peak <laughs> of wrestling's popularity i remember watching the show and loving every it was it was like basically like 
a rock and hip hop TRL, like like a more adult TRL, you know? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it like. definitely. You're, you know, it's funny you said that. It's great because we, you know, we, we had that hour after Raw and War, and that, like you said, was when the 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 peak of the ratings for wrestling at that time. It was incredible, and um, so like the thing was Jimmy Iovine and Doug Morris who had you know put that together um, with Andy Schoen, who was my old boss at MTV, who actually when he left and then was a GM at Warner Brothers Records. You know, I heard about this thing and I called him and said, look, I'd love to do this show. I'd love to, you know, and so I went and interviewed with him and Jimmy and ended up doing it. But it was way ahead of its time, like you said. And it was they bought the hour uh, of right after Raw and War on a Monday night at 11 o'clock. But they still had a 15 share like lead in. Like, in other words, it was this crazy rating, which made it like the mo- number three highest rated cable show of the week. While it lasted, you know what I mean? So it was, and it was selling a lot of CDs. And I remember that um, they put a picture of me and Dr. Dre on stage on the cover of the business section of the New York Times because oh. of how many CDs it was selling. And you might remember the corn caused some controversy because they decided I called them up and they, and they debuted their Make Me Bad video on our show instead of MTV, which was like a big, like, uh, you know, like slapping the face to MTV at that point. Right, right. I was there like a, yeah. I remember like Dre, you had Snoop, you had like these crazy performances too. It was such a wild, wild thing. How did, like, so I, I didn't realize it was a paid spot. Essentially, it was an infomercial basically that the well, label bought. You, well, here's the thing that it was a really produced show, but, but it was, um, the reason they bought that is they wanted to control it completely. Mm. And the thing with that is that when Raw and War, uh, Raw and War, we're like, they lost, USA lost the contract and it went over to TNN, which became Spike or whatever. Um, I see. We were screwed. So it was like, you know, buying it and having a contract for that long. And all of a sudden, you no longer have that lead in. You have like a really bad uh, rerun of an old movie from like 1973. You know, Not a good mm. one either. Not like a Coppola or Scorsese. You didn't film. even get the Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> can you imagine absolutely Do you I mean, love the well, fact Ro- that- rose on tnn and they have hee-haw leading into them now yeah <laughs> i believe it you know it's really funny i laugh because uh yeah speaking of the chuck norris thing how about chuck's theme song for T- walker texas ranger it's like he's singing <laughs> and it's like overdubbed like 60 times oh the ranger it's got like you know a little sounds like auto-tune before auto-tune oh my god you know what i mean it's so funny but um, yeah, you know, but I mean, the show was really fun and it, that show was, uh, was really cool and, and way ahead of its time. And um, that was one way that people were able to like send me, it was way like, again, it's really funny too, because the woman now who produces the voice and I sat in a hotel room and we said, I remember going like, what are some of the other cool things we could do? And we were both like, why don't we go on the road and film people where they're, where they are, like and meet their families and show where they work. And that became the template for every competition or reality show after that. Farm Club yeah. was ahead. I mean, it was unbelievable. We came up with that in a hotel room. And it, quite honestly, it was like funny. I was like, well, that's cool. Because I get to travel to places I would never go. Like Mitchell, South Dakota. You know what I mean? <laughs> like where the Corn Palace is. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, it was just really funny, but we uh, that was that was a good time as well. But, so you mentioned the the MTV uh, boss left and started doing this. I want you know, obviously you have a little. Insight. I'm sure you're asked this all the time, and uh, the trope of like, oh, MTV doesn't play videos, but like, 
Like what happened behind the scenes? It, it was obviously a conscious choice to move to more like reality content. Like you said, even like does a Martin rerun make them more money than having to license an hour of music videos? Maybe. Like, what, when was the shift? I mean, I think it was something that was happening. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I never, you know, I'm never one to talk shit about MTV because I'm really grateful for the fact that I had a platform for, for quite a few years where I got to actually really be myself. Like they didn't want to change me. They weren't like, Hey, don't be too excited about this band. Don't go too in detail. They let me be myself, which is a pretty incredible thing to get to do for a job, especially if you're a music head, like I was, you know? And I found that, um, you know, I mean, I'm grateful for all the time. And it was also awesome because I was also in the music department. So I was a manager of music programming, which meant that I was able to help pick videos for the buzz clips and program headbangers and 120 and all nation and yo MTV rap. So I was involved in those decisions of, you know, because I came from programming radio on the Jersey shore and I, you know, done that for a while. And it was, it was a great experience, but you know, it's funny, even before I got there, and this is a really funny story. Um, they did the first season of real world, which by the way, I'm in for like 30 seconds, which I remember. Uh, before I ever worked there. Remember that story, right? Oh, yeah. So, so that was cause Andre from the band rain dance was a guy who used to come out and hear me spin at this cool rock club in New Jersey called the melody. Right. And um, I mean, everybody, you, people would show up there from like, you know, like you name it from like Trent Reznor to this, to the Skid Row guys before they got Sebastian Bachwater there with Bon Jovi's coaching them. Everybody in the world would come to that bar when I was spinning. Um, even Radiohead got in a van and came from New York City because wow. someone wow. told them in England, they said, fuck going out in New York City on a Sunday. And I drive down to this, <laughs> this club and, you know, <laughs> but so, which was so cool. So I took them out for their first diner experience, the wow. Jersey diner experience. And they still <laughs> talk about it, which is pretty funny. But, um, you know, um, I just, uh, I, you know, looking, looking back on that whole thing with MTV, I'll tell you what it was like. So I, you know, obviously we had, you know, was always watching it from the time I was really young because I was, you know, wanted to see music videos. I wanted to see rock videos. I want to see alternative videos. I just want to see new music. You know I mean? Mu music to me was exciting and I was always, you know, you know, and I was, I was just kind of straddled that hard rock and metal and alternative side too. Cause when alternative still had guitars in it, you know what I mean? Because I like <laughs> guitars, right? Yeah, Not to say like I don't heavy. like synths, but you know, Oh my God. Yeah. I like things that are powerful, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So exactly. I like hard music. So, um, you know, I got asked by Andre. He calls me up because I'm running this radio station on the Jersey Shore. And it's like it's this uh, pretty small station, but it's you know popular there in the Asbury Park area. And, and he goes, uh, hey, Matt, you know, we're doing a, I'm part of this new TV show called The Real World. Um, and it's like a thing where we just like we all live in this house. He goes, you think I could bring the band down and do a quick interview so we could like kind of show what we do? And I'm like, sure. And like, so I, I was there spinning at the club the night before. I'm running the station, but I had a dirty shirt on with a big stain on it. Like I had to shave. I like probably was partying too much the night before. So I didn't really remember they were even coming. So I was there with a film crew. And for, and for years, guys, they used to torture me in the hallways at MTV. Go, look at that with a stained shirt. Ah! You know, like when I finally went to work there. But, you know, the whole thing, I don't know if you know the story, but uh, Real World was an accident. Reality TV was an accident. And uh, and I'm one of those people who's not a big reality TV fan, but because um, I love music, you know. But, I mean, look, I mean, you know, 
I, I'm sure it's helped some people out, but I'm not, I, you know, I love, I like acted dramas. I like, you know what I mean? I like yeah. narratives, copies, you know, I like things that were, you know, and um, I think that there's a lot of, you know, it is what it is, but you know, that it was not supposed to be the real world. They were going to do a soap opera. And when MTV found out that they were going to have to pay SAG and AFTRA, they decided, oh, we're not going to do that. Um, well, what do we do? So Burnham Murray had rented the house already. And they're like, ah, I don't know. We got all this production. Why don't we put an ad in backstage, which is like, you know, like an actor's magazine or for musicians. Wow. And then that's how that whole thing happened. It was a complete accident. And then that spurned the whole reality TV thing for better or for worse. <laughs> you know? wow. But here's the thing a lot of people don't know is Andre's band, Raindance, who were in that first season, that guy Dean from Queens of the Stone Age was in that band. You know, Dean from Queens oh, of the Stone Age yeah. Weather was in that band. He was also in that band, which wow. is crazy. So, um, yeah. But uh, and I'm well, still friends I, with Andre, you know? With the, the, the show you mentioned, the 120 Minutes, Sid actually attended a taping of Yes. I want to bear with me here while I tell you this story. This is 24 years ago, so I do not expect you to remember this, but it's a moment that uh, I still think about quite often. So me and my friend, college freshman, we needed uh, to attend a TV taping for credit for our uh, mass media class. And we were thinking like, you know, we could go like Maury Povich or Conan or whatever. And I was like, well, you know, 120 minutes. We both like that show. And there's they give their AOL email address at the end of every episode. Let me shoot them an email. They don't have an audience or anything, but what can it hurt to send an email? Some PA will read it and either say yes or no. And I send the email and like a couple hours later, you replied it wasn't a PA. You yeah. were handling the goddamn show's email. You did everything for that show. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, sure. Come on down. When do you want to come? And we were like, uh, could yeah. you come in two weeks? And I was still sort of skeptical that it was really you because it just seemed so far-fetched that like it would be that easy to reach Matt Pinfield from fucking 120 minutes. But we went, you gave but it was. <laughs> and we went, we got there a little early. So we went to the diner that was outside the MTV studio at that point, And you were just checking out. So we're like, oh, hey, Matt, where are the guys that emailed you? And you're like, oh, cool. I'll walk you guys in. Let's go. And you had us before the show started. You had us wait in the green room where the mighty, mighty boss tones were also hanging out. You're like, yeah, just go hang out with the mighty, mighty boss tones. You like them, right? And we're like, yeah. And it was like <laughs> fucking mind blowing. We just sat for like half an hour talking with Dickie Barrett. And yeah, then cool. you had us into the studio. We watched you interview Dickie. It was fucking incredible. So I just wanted to thank oh, you. That's like still one of my coolest like music moments of my life. And I want to thank see, you that's for making awesome. it happen. Yeah. Oh, man, that's my pleasure. You know, I mean, that's the way to be. I mean, you know, it's really funny. I always. I, I, lo I love doing that. You know, when people were really big fans of the show, you know, I would actually uh, say, if you want to come down and watch a, sh watch a uh, you know, a taping. In fact, one time, you know, speaking of like how you'd kind of give back to the people you worked for, that club I told you about, the Melody, I remember when, one week they were going, hey, Matt, the studio's going dark for repairs. Do you know where you want to shoot the show outside of here? I'm like, uh, I know where. And it was, I felt like it was a nice way to repay the guys I had spun there for years at that club. And so they advertised it. It was a summer night. I remember me and my girlfriend went down there and we were like, and uh, a couple of my other friends and people were lined up literally, you know, for blocks. And it was about 130 degrees inside the club, but it was a fun night. And I got to, you know, 
interview locals and, you know, just people that had worked there. And it was kind of my way of giving back. And I also did the same thing for the radio station when we were doing our summer house in Seaside Heights in the 90s. I went back to the radio station on Jersey Shore and shot shows in there. And, you know, it was just kind of my way of trying to give back to people that had, you know, taken a chance on me. So it was it was I love cool. how it all kind of came back around where you told a story that you were so touched by people, you know, just sharing their kindness with you, but you've been sharing your kindness with the world and, and giving back this whole time. So it just, it comes right back. No, thank you. I think, I think it's really important to, to treat people yes. well, you know, I mean, it's amazing. You know, I look back and then, you know, and I, even people I worked with one year when I was at Columbia records, like, you know, my assistant was um, Allison Hagendorf who, is the global head of rock for Spotify. Now, Allison's like my my sister, you know, and I hired her there and she was funny. She was the great story. She tells everybody as well. She she loves to tell the story. She goes, I wanted to be the female Matt. I, I was the number one college rep. So Sony like had a competition for the college reps. I mean, they all just did it anyway. But if you were, had the most success as a college rep and she was at uh, Penn State, then you uh, had an opportunity to get a job in the company, um, which was a pretty cool thing to do. And so, I mean, she could have been pre-med or pre-vet. I mean, that's how smart she is. And she um, uh, she wanted to work there. So she got there and they had her doing something and she kept going into HR and going, I want to, can I interview with, with Pinfield? And so eventually she wore him down. Which is, then these are her words. These are great. And she came and I said, of course, she was just had so much energy and she and just uh, loved music so much. And then so all these different people that worked in different like in that department with me, like my friend Rene Mata, he manages a bunch of producers and songwriters now. My friend Andrew Keller, you know, he went on to be like a big v, um, v, uh, VP of A&R Capital, now manages a bunch of artists. Uh, Andrew McGinnis ma manages Diplo's Empire. So these guys were all my team, you know, and my whole thing was that I always believed that you pass that on, you know, like I, I would see other like people that were senior directors or vice presidents and they would close their doors on their assistants. And I always thought that it was so rude and just not cool. You should include everybody, you know what I mean? And, you know, help people get a leg up. Plus you learn a lot from them. I mean, you learn a lot by <clears throat> working with others. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a, it's been an incredible ride that way, you know, but, um, but That's I just got to say I that think. in any, in any yeah. field, not just in music. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's cool. You know, it's because, you know, you're you help the next superstars of uh, of tomorrow, you know, in whatever field that is. You know what I mean? And I think it's so important to do so. And, you know, one of the you know beautiful things is Allison has always talked about that, even on her, you know, podcast on, or her show on Spotify Rock This, the first very first episode. She talks about that. I was her mentor. And, uh, you know, and that's and I appreciate that, you know, and I don't ask for that. But, you know, like. I'm just happy enough to do something for other people. That's that's good enough for me. But she's one of my best friends anyway, because she's she's my my sister. And I'm like the brother she never had. She's all sisters. So it was kind of like it all worked out. You know what I mean? I'm like the <laughs> uncle to her son. So but um, yeah, guys, it's you know, it's uh, I you know, I'm, I feel very blessed. And, you know, that's why I, this podcast is just so much fun, you know, and, and I thought the reason and I got to tell you guys why it was. I was so excited to do it was it was something people wouldn't necessarily expect from me either, you know, where I'd be doing playing the straight man in a podcast and you'll hear me once in a while fighting with the artists, which is pretty funny. I think you guys mm. will appreciate that where I'm, I'm arguing or I'm just like in disbelief with their ridiculousness. But, um, 
When, I mean, there are some of these episodes, guys, are just so funny and they're so insane. Sounds well, like I mean, a we could, idea. Yeah, we could probably talk to you for the for another hour about it, but I don't want to take up any more of your time. Thank you so much, Matt. It's really just truly been a, a pleasure. And, you know, uh, your there would be uh, no metal injection without your work. And it's like yeah. MTV in that era, late 90s, early aughts, like had a huge influence on, on all of us here. And, and a lot of people that are currently working in the music business, I'm sure. But especially like me, especially I was just, it was like the only channel I watched. Uh, so thank you for that. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to Miss Riffs kicks off this Friday, first three episodes on Spotify. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for having me. It was really nice talking to you all. Are you know, definitely. yeah, uh, it'd be, you know, if, if you, maybe we could have you back. Ours. Yeah. The yeah, pleasure we, was all ours. Yeah, so perhaps in a few, you know, in a few you, weeks we could have you back to rate some underground bands. We do the second. I'd, I'd love to do that. You know, it's funny. I just came from Howie Weinberg's house, you know, who's like the guy who mastered every like a million records, you know, right. Because he's, and he did like, never mind, but he did master of puppets too. So I was like looking at his, his uh, platinum master puppets. I'm like, Howie, do you have an extra one of those? No, but anyway, I'm just like, <laughs> no, but there's a lot of stuff. I would love to come raid some bands with you and hang out with you guys. It'd be cool. cool. Awesome. awesome. Thank keep you so much, Matt. Keep and, and keep me in mind. And thanks for having me on the show. Thank, Thank you, you so Matt. much for taking the time, Matt. Uh, we, we really appreciate it. This has been was, amazing. Yeah, it was a pleasure, guys. Take care now. Thank you. All right, that was Matt Pinfield. Damn. Yes, the nicest man in in the music and industry. The man with the most stories. Oh my god. Yeah, we barely everybody. have to do any work. Yeah. This is basically the the Matt Pinfield live cast. Yeah, he's a pro. <laughs> he really is. He really is. So let's take it down a notch. Let's get a little bit more unprofessional here. <laughs> yeah, I was hard pretending well, that for 50 minutes or whatever. Uh, no, that was great. Uh, I want to mention it again. Missed Riffs. That's the podcast. It comes out this Friday on Spotify and then a few days later on all other podcasting platforms. And if you just need a little extra, you need even more, maybe even more Metal Injection live cast, you can always check out our bonus episodes on our Patreon patreon.com slash metal injection livecast five bucks a month gets you access to the archived version of the uh podcast uh, of the video version of the podcast and uh bonus episodes about two a month at the top of the month we did a hall of fame episode where we look back at some of the uh most talented women <laughs> we've had on the show and uh, including Queen of Vagina. And we have a lot of great watch-alongs. We watched Danzig's movie, Veronica. We've watched, what are some other ones we've watched? Cannibal Holocaust. Oh my God, yeah. Oh, Motley yeah, Cruz, The that. Dirt. Yeah. Uh, oh, we watched the Lemmy, the Lemmy documentary. Yeah. We watched last that cop month. One. Partners. Partners. <laughs> so lots of fun stuff. Patreon.com slash metal injection live cast. And uh Zoom hang this Sunday for the patrons. Yes, that's right. And if you are a patron, you can come hang out with us on Zoom. What time are we doing that? 8 p.m. Eastern. 8 p.m. Eastern. So during the paper, the WWE pay-per-view oh. WrestleMania backlash, which will probably not be that good. Come and hang out with us on Zoom. <laughs> so people complain about WrestleMania and they just name a, a pay-per-view after the complaints. 
<laughs> this is the back. This is where we have all the backlash to WrestleMania. Well, the, the pay per view used to just be called Just Backlash, and now they're just adding the WrestleMania branding to make it extra confusing. Uh, I don't know. Is there like a Survivor Series backlash also? Like, <laughs> There's all. <laughs> they're workshopping a new pay per view. It's called WWE Complaint Box. <laughs> or WWE Hate Mail. Yeah. WWE, can I speak to the manager? The tagline is. It still sucks. <laughs> we heard you, and we're not fixing it. <laughs> yeah, next month is uh, WrestleMania Backlash. Backlash. <laughs> <laughs> backlash is all the way down. Yeah. Uh, and there's going to be a sunflower seed eating contest. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the the big draw of this Patreon hangout is I was challenged, or no? Or did you create this challenge? Who challenged uh, who? <laughs> it was it was manufactured. It's a manufactured. Uh, it's a manufactured consent challenge for a sunflower seed eating contest. A seed off, a shell off, right? That's what you're calling what it. What do we a call it? A shell off. I think shell Darren off. had like a more elaborate and funnier title, but I forgot it. Uh, and so. Well, I forgot it too. So you know. <laughs> I think it's just shell off. It was uh, so I was shell off that like a pun on shell off, but I can't remember. Now. So you could, if you have sunflower seeds or, or acquire some before the hang, you could join the competition, or you could just be a spectator, whichever, uh, whichever works. And I, I don't remember. Like I don't think we completely came up with the rules, but I think we should just pan the camera down and see who has the biggest pile. At the end You're of it. Well, else. how do we? How does that work though? Like, how we have to count them out, though, right? To uh, it's, we, we just eyeball it. Okay. Is there a okay. prize for this, or is it just pride? Because if it's just pride, then yeah, we could just eyeball. We don't need to be precise. Yeah. Okay. By the way, we don't Noah, have to take it too seriously. I know you're a newbie in this industry. I don't want to be pick on you too much, but it's a tilt down uh, left and right would be panning. <laughs> Thanks, saying. Darren. You're... Thank you for mansplaining it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't know if you guys heard the latest uh, study in the world of science. Uh, metal makes you fat. <laughs> That's science. That's science. Uh, That's I knew. Sense. Well, I do. <laughs> I got two eyes. I don't need this new newfangled journalism and science to know that metal makes you fat. Fuck out of here. <laughs> so I guess in the Daily Star, which is a UK tabloid. Uh, there was a article that re the headline re reads metal makes us all heavy. <laughs> I get it. Uh, loud rock link. If only crit. Rob can come up with such clickbait titles. Uh, metal. It doesn't. No. See, profitable. puns don't really work as clickbait because uh, it the clickbait is there has to be a curiosity gap. You have to have a question or something where the person needs to know the answer to it and thus click or just a, or, a, or just have a completely mis misleading title. Hmm. Yeah. Which, by the way, I have to say, uh, I've been like I've been stumbling on old articles that I wrote. Oh. In, let's say uh, 2014, 2013, a lot of them about Dave Mustaine. And I'm going to I'm going to say it. They were clickbait. <laughs> the headline, <laughs> the headline completely exaggerated what was going on. It was definitely a little unfair uh, to Dave Mustaine, so I will concede that. But anyway, so metal makes us all heavy. The study uh, was. Uh, let me get the quote. 
Uh, the article stated that the music somebody listens to can dictate their food choices. Thus, fast and heavy music with distortion rev up a listener enough that they want to gorge on fatty foods. Right? Like, don't you just listen what? to Grindcore and think, I need a bacon cheeseburger right now? Well, I guess I just think about, like, people attending concerts and, like, do you ever see anyone eating anything? Do you see someone having popcorn while moshing and watching oh, a band? Moshing and great. moshing. No, I had, I had a theory. I actually had a theory. Uh, you go to a show, right? You go to lots of shows. You hear lots of loud music. You get tinnitus, and it's like an ice cream truck, and it makes you want to eat ice cream. Yeah, and so ice cream. it proposes that conversely, calm classical music would encourage a listener to make more sensible and nutritious choices, uh, which. Know. Well, what about Pavarotti then? Yeah, right? Mm. He actually loves old school thrash. <laughs> you wouldn't guess it. Loves it. Just the opera is just a job. Yeah, yeah. A I mean, he guy. has that voice. He's got to cash it. It's like, you know, as a seven foot two NBA player who doesn't actually like basketball, but you're that tall. You might as well make a few million. That's the he's the Brooke Lopez of opera. <laughs> like basketball is that? I think it's a, uh, is it like why is this study necessary? Because people are really fat, and we have to call attention to it. But also, we, was there an actual study done, or is this just somebody saying like, like an opinion? Yeah, it seems just like guesses based on like stereotypes it, yeah, of every genre. It, it, like, it doesn't what's seem the, very what's the actual research. It doesn't seem done? very scientific. It doesn't in, ever in drill down into like, even if even no shit reason. Like, no, because here's the thing, like the article itself, it's, it's a, <laughs> I mean, it's, this is a stretch because the, like the screenshot of the article is so low res that you can't read past the subhead. <laughs> it's like a stereogram. It's that thing when you have to like cross your eyes and then you start to see a ship sailing. Uh, yeah. I, I, here, I'll, I'll uh, I feel I'll like the up. researcher probably just saw a picture of Testament and came to some conclusions. Just Chuck Billy just, and it was like, oh. <laughs> so yeah. well, I, I guess over time. <laughs> One of those guys is malnourished because he spends Which, a lot of oh, time the... in an alleyway. <laughs> Thank you, Noah. You like that, Sid? I'd love it. <laughs> yeah, so, see, you can't really, can't really see the uh, the text here. Doesn't really. So, who is who is that in the picture? Oh, uh, that's the singer, Lordy? the frontman of Lordy. Yes. Oh. Oh, brother. So, okay. So that's a photo of an actual article from like a like a hard newspaper, like yes, tangible newspaper. A, yes, an analog newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> but did you scan that in? You ordered I it didn't. online and you scanned it? If I were to scan it, I would have scanned it in at 300 DPI so you could you could read it. It's uh, from a microfiche. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Remember a, it's those? A, it's a self it's a flip phone photo of a microfiche. <laughs> Before the show so. started, I told I, I was telling Sid how like in the 90s in order to know that 120 minutes was on you had to be able to get a TV guide. You had to like go out and buy a TV guide with like the schedule. And if you, you know, like otherwise it was just like Russian roulette. <laughs> 
Well, the cable had a had a channel guide, but it wasn't like today where it's interactive. It was just a vertical it. scroll. Yeah. 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 You just have to like wait. Sit there for 45 fucking minutes. Yeah. If only uh, Gen Z knew our pains, no, our growing pains. They don't fucking get it, these kids. <laughs> Microfiche <laughs> in the library with those stinky old people in the basement. Well, they know about stinky old people in basements. That's still a thing. Right. Especially during the pandemic, you just leave them there because there's not room at the morgue. Oh. <laughs> just leave them in the basement. Yeah. You get used to the smell after a while and you just leave them there. And no, yes, I did use microfiche in high school, in fact. But I, it, to be fair, it was specifically for like a journalism class where they were like, we want, we we dare want you, you to have a, a reason to, to use microfiche. <laughs> Go figure that shit out, dumbass. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was a regular thing when I was in like junior high and high school. Like microfiche was still in wide usage. Like when you went, it was probably like you know you should probably still know this even though you don't yeah. really need it. You know, but yeah. when I went like you had to use microfiche on certain things. Why don't you explain what it is for it's our younger? Like a, a, a type of uh, media storage, but very analog as opposed to having it on a disc or whatever. It's like these little strips of film, and you would go to the library. And if you wanted an old newspaper clipping, there was no hard drives or anything. They just gave you this strip of film and it had like, you know, 400 different newspapers on each little strip of film. And they were tiny and you put it in a machine and it would zoom in on it and you could see what headline you wanted or what story. But it was the whole mm -hmm. newspaper contained on this little, little thing. If you'll see any movie that's about like a 1970s or 80s murder investigation. Yeah. Odds are a detective at some point or a reporter will be going through microfiche. You've seen it even if you don't think you've seen it. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. It's like the standard scene of somebody like looking through old newspaper articles to find a connection in the case. <sighs> and then somebody's picture comes up and they're like, oh, there it is. <laughs> oh. uh, no, Wait, we can't hear you, Darren, for some reason. There we oh, go. There you are again. Yeah, you would see the pages of the newspaper uh, flash yeah. by left to right, you know, and then. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And all of a sudden there's Ted Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also remember they would send us to the library to learn the Dewey Decimal System. Remember That's that? Thing. That's the it is? thing. Yeah, you have to use that for research papers and stuff. Because like, the, the, um, the college library is still organized by Dewey Decimal System, even though it's online. So there's a number. You know, and it's categorized by that number. Hmm. I just avoided well, the library. Library injection. Biblioteca injection. Yeah, that's good. Good, good pronunciation. Biblioteca injection. I don't know why it's French, French now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I guess it's just because I'm very sad. Because uh, I heard some very sad news <laughs> that oh. can only be described in two words. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh. wait, wait, Rebecca Moore died? Oh. No. Oh. The oh. cock destroyers have parted ways. Oh. That's the story. How are we reviving this? Uh, <laughs> finally over. Metal Injection Livecast icon, Rebecca Moore. <laughs> Uh, has split with her friend whose name I guess other is Sophie lady. Anderson the yeah, other allegedly. one the Marty Janetti of the group 
Uh, through a plate glass window like uh, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> and so fans noticed something was afoot yesterday when Moore vaguely posted about blocking and deleting a friend mm. after discuss. So, so she Rebecca Moore right. email. It had a lot of goo on it. It was a viscous email. <laughs> Just I, I read a vicious email no, Rob, from someone. Just viscous. read a viscous email <laughs> from someone who thought I was a friend. Who I thought was a friend, showed it to my mom as I was questioning the things that have been said about me. Genuinely sick to my stomach. Maybe and you then someone. And, uh, <laughs> that's well, that was a quote of her mother. Genuinely sick to my stomach because she saw uh, her daughter's face. Up yeah, close I wonder for the what. First time. Rebecca Moore's mom looks like. Do you think I, she's I like wonder. the older version that also probably looks exactly like that? Yeah, exactly like that. She looks like Rebecca Moore, but like more of like a Russian babushka, you know, like oh, the sunken God. face. That's my horrible things, Rob. That's wow. Just... When you say, I, I want to say, if you're thinking about searching for Rebecca Moore mom, don't. Oh. Something completely different comes up. Yeah, where might, she's the mom. You're, yeah, you're gonna <laughs> see Rebecca Moore, and you, you're not gonna yeah. enjoy that. Yeah. No, that, that's not what I meant. I, or I, if you do it, make sure your 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 loved ones aren't around. Unless and, that, that's and, what you enjoy doing with your loved ones. If you don't want to. In addition to Rob's pointer, I want to add one of my own. If you're thinking of searching Rebecca Moore anything, don't yeah. do it. You'll be disappointed. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, uh, well, the only Rebecca Moore thing you should search for is the, the cameo that she recorded, yes. uh, for yeah. Jorinsky, because that is now officially the most viewed video on our <laughs> YouTube page. Uh, second. so bless second. Her. It's the sound of silence. I think. Is the... Oh, no. Wait, so, uh, the sound of silence is on the, no, uh, Maybe no, no, I'm looking right now. Injection. Oh, it might be on the metal injection page. Yeah. But on, on our page, the top. It's not a competition. We're all winners here. Come on. So uh, I need some clarity about like what fizzled in their friendship. It sounds well, uh, Rebecca Moore said that she somebody sent her texts where Sophie was saying not nice things about her. Oh, so she was seeing her text to other people. Mm-hmm. Where she was saying mean things about Are her. Are we sure it wasn't that Sophie sent her an email with transcripts of what Darren said about Rebecca on this show? <laughs> <laughs> and she just misunderstood? She killed the messenger? That you could be say possible. more bad things about her than I do. I feel like I just try to turn off and wait till the segment's over. <laughs> and you're the one that actually does the dunks. <laughs> uh, so, I get so few opportunities. Uh... Yeah, so Sophie responded, and she goes, Hi, my wonderful guys, girlies, and non-binary friends. You know, I... Okay, I'm not going to do it. You know, (laughs) I I believe in only welcoming positivity into my life, so I wanted to address this. Rebecca and I are parting ways. It's like they're having a divorce. That's pretty ridiculous, because clearly Rebecca is positive of a few things. Yeah, chlamydia. Oh, come on. I feel this is the best choice for everyone's health and happiness. I realize you can lo- you can't love people fully without loving yourself. What is, is that I'm from so rip proud. off of the RuPaul quote? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? I'm so proud of all the work the cock destroyers did. <laughs> 
Celino and Bob. Oh no! Why did I just say that out loud? Pronounce it the right way, Rob. Cook destroyers. I promise you that I have a big project in the works, Slags. This isn't the end, just to start on a new journey. And what could be more exciting than that? A cure for syphilis? Anything. But you're only you only care about Rebecca Moore, right? You don't care about Sophie. Yeah. So this was posted in our in our uh, Discord chat, which I, I want to mention. We have a, a Discord server, which you can join and chat with us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can get the link on our uh, podcast page. Uh, uh, just go to metalinjection.net slash livecast. And on any episode page, you'll see a link to the Discord. Uh, yeah, so when, when the people were mentioning this in our Discord, uh, our live cast stars were very sad. And they were, you know, saying like, oh, Rob must be, Rob must be so upset, Rob must be so upset. No, I was never a Cock Destroyers fan. I was a Rebecca Moore fan. Can I ask a okay? question? What's the difference? They're both like the same person. No, they're not both the same person. <laughs> One of them is Rebecca Moore, of whom I, mean, I was a fan. I am I mean, a fan. Literally, I just and the, the other is the someone whose name I didn't know until about three seconds ago when I read the article <laughs> that was like, oh, Sophie Anderson, that's her name. But they're both saying the same, like, cliche No, porn but you could tell Rebecca really meant it. Yeah, yeah no, she's the one with the funny lines. What this Rebecca's is like is like lifting. when a parent says to their kid, oh, all those bands you like, they all sound exactly yeah. the same. And the kid's like, no, there's clear differences. You don't understand. But she, Rebecca, Moore had, that scenario. Rebecca Moore had all the funny lines, and Sophie Anderson was the one that went, ah. Right. You know? <laughs> the sound sure effects. they both go, ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're just the inspirational stuff is funny, though. The positivity of my life. And, like, yeah. I noticed at all the toughest points in my life, there were two sets of collagen lip prints in the sand. And they lifted me. And there was only one set of collagen lip prints in the sand. That was where I carried you. Live, laugh, inject love. <laughs> Scary. They get love injected to them on film. What's interesting is I just looked. Sophie Anderson has more Twitter followers than <gasps> Rebecca Moore. Wow. You need to change that. Maybe you backed right. the wrong horse, Rob. You, you backed the wrong it. horse face. <laughs> Rob, Rob likes the uh, scapegoat. Oh, uh, we need to change it by. Uh, I like the underdog. We need underdog. To change that's it what by I meant. Removing Sorry. their Twitter account, just like Trump, uh, the way Trump had his Twitter account. If they both go down to zero, then I'll be happy. You want to disappear, Rebecca Moore, Darren? No, Is that what just from Twitter. You want to deplatform her off Fucking Twitter? Cancel culture. Plenty happy to to uh, for her to still have a social security number or whatever they have in the UK. What do they have over there? Fish and chips. Barcode. <laughs> fish and chips was the alternate title for the cock destroyers. Fish and fish. <laughs> no chips. Uh, fish and onions. Uh, That's probably accurate. Fish and liver. Mm. Well, keep it keeping the theme alive uh, of uh, vintage metal injection live cast stars uh, and and women specifically. Like uh, like I mentioned in our live cast Hall of Fame episode. Now on our Patreon, we spotlight some of the women of the past uh, of the live cast, including uh, Queen of Vagina and Perp Walk. 
And uh, one woman that left a huge impression on all of us here at the Metal Injection Live, guys, who we haven't checked in with in quite a while, uh, is the great uh, Jewish-American princess, Mindy Mayer. Uh, if you don't remember her... <laughs> now, a lot of our audience is now getting to see her for the first time because we have now yes yeah, so it's actually been a really long time 2012 was when this happened uh we uh, did talk about her since 2012 yeah because she had a tv yes. show yes so uh the way she got on our radar was she was running for senate and her uh motivation or her Marketing. influence was was legally blonde so uh, her whole website was pink she always wore pink as you could see and uh and it actually and so oh. mindy mayer came into our lives and just as quick as she came in she left our lives and we we were always wondering hey whatever happened to that mindy mayer right what happened to the magenta yenta <laughs> that's exactly that's her that's her one of her titles and then i send uh uh sid a a this is uh, amazing a video and i'm like and fans of the show know that we all of us uh who all of us were raised jewish were i don't know if we would say fans but we we like to uh uh I don't enjoy isn't even the word, but listen to uh, or we find grading the Israeli or the Jewish classic Jewish accent, the the orthodox, you know, uh, like like we've talked like the apoth, the apoth, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And and there are many different types of uh, of Jewish accent. And I sent to Sid, I was like, wow, this is like a new level of uh, of we've Jewish talked accent. about Heshi Tischler on the show before, haven't we? And so, so it's Heshi Tischler. I believe we talked about him last year because this guy was leading the anti-mask protests yeah, right. in the Orthodox neighborhoods. They, yeah, they, uh, hope they went to the uh, gate where it was closed. The park was closed for COVID, and they broke it open with a with like pliers yeah. or something, right? Like, yeah, like it was a very liberating had, moment. Yeah, and they had like mask burnings at in Borough Park. <laughs> fucking dumb it's shit. The whole fucking thing. You know, it just I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, but like you will listen to. A 5,700-year-old a, a book that tells you to wear a piece of cloth on your head, but you won't listen to an accredited scientist to put a piece of cloth on your face. Yeah, like, it's, what are you doing with your life? Just move the kippy a few inches over. Exactly. <laughs> that should be the PSA. Put a move the kippy. kippy. <laughs> put a second kippy. Is move the kippy the episode title? So Heshi Tischler on the left hand side. <laughs> so uh, apparently Heshi Tischler at one of these protests, there was a, a, a Jewish journalist who was covering it, who's been documenting the anti-mask protest. And he and uh, the journalist alleged and Heshi was found guilty of inciting people to attack this journalist. Yeah. And so now, after pleading guilty, Heshi released. <laughs> just saying his name. What does this so have funny. to do with Mindy Mayer? We can't. So I'm, get, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to right. it. Get he, to re it. he released a state. I, I just right. wanted the context here. Heshi he released Tickler definitely leads to Mindy. <laughs> Heshi Tischler released a video, and then Sid noticed a familiar face yeah. in the video. It's Mindy Mayer. Let's take a look. To run for election because these girls got me off the hook. No, I did not plead guilty. What I did was was I made. 
And Sid is like, is that Mindy Mayer? And we're like, oh, I don't know. But then let's keep listening. That's a good and then after I do my 10 days of community service, which I do all the time, I unplead guilty. What are, what's it called? It's a repleader, and it's going to be a complete dismissal and a ceiling. And a ceiling of it. And then in a month, I'm going to go to her baby's bridge, right? Or whatever kid is. Mindy, my other lawyer would say. Mindy! It's Mindy! <laughs> It's Mindy, his other lawyer, the girl, the girl. It's the girl lawyer team. I can't go wrong. And we're going to win the election, right, Mindy? We're going to win the election. We're going to win the election. And that's her voice. You can't, like, on this one, it's like there's no, oh, there's no doubt about it. There's no filter. Mindy, this is me. My other lawyer who saved me. And so he looks like the Jewish Alfred E. Newman. Look at that. <laughs> I see it. I see it. Future city council member. Oh, come let's, on. Let's see. Does she talk anymore? We're going to win the election. We're gonna and win I want election. all of you people to know I'm not going to make fun of And we're going to be his attorneys. You're going to be my attorneys when I win. I'm not going to make fun talking. of you. I'm not going to You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the old metal injection skits we used to do. <laughs> a lot of Jewish content. You're right. When we stood, it just seems stood, like a parody of something. When we went to the shul at the time, we stood in front of the giant Hebrew wall hanging. And so I, I, I Google. I was like, I googled Heshi Tischler, uh, uh, Mindy Mayer, and I found this. Gente the Magenta Yente is back, and she's Heshi Tischler's defense lawyer. Clearly, her career has hit an iceberg. <laughs> But hey, she's get her baby's having a bris. That means she found a man. She found somebody who put a baby in her. And she so, has a career. Yeah. Gotta respect that. Yeah. Has uh, she well, performed the bris? <laughs> well, now I wonder how much is Hishi paying her? And if Hishi doesn't, doesn't, doesn't. Hishi doesn't. If she doesn't play, we go and get the tweezers and, you know, we bris them, <laughs> the, bris them again. <laughs> Oh, is it going to be an oral bris? Is he going to bite the foreskin? Oh, I mean, oh. that's extra, but yes, possibly. That's what. That's how uh, he's paying her. Free oral bris service. <laughs> he's going to give her a free oral bris service. <laughs> for, for old time's sake, let's watch this classic ad. New York State Senate candidate Mindy Meyer's website is the talk of the town. Mindy, Who's, Mindy Who's Mindy Meyer? Who's Mindy Meyer? It's Mindy Mayer. It's Mayer. Red, white, and bedazzled. Sorry, what was that, Darren? I thought it was M-A-Y-E-R. I guess I was mistaken this whole time. It's spelled Meyer, but I feel like we've seen clips of her say Mayer. She does say Mayer, for sure. So she doesn't even Tomato. know how to pronounce her name. Tomato. It's the talk Tomato. of the town. I think she wanted Red, mayor, white, and big. Actually, that's... <laughs> <laughs> so, it's Freudian. Dazzled, says Pix11 News. Brings a sparkle to politics, says Soledad O'Brien. Oh, uh, LMFAO oh. themed, says the Huffington... <laughs> it's like how is how how are this isn't even praise you know yeah, that yeah. last one is just a state like that's not yeah. Yeah. the website is, loads when i put in the url says yeah. washington post there is music playing as i watch this ripped off to make this commercial says buzzfeed wait now now it gets a scary black man when asked about his website, Jail incumbent Parker says he's not concerned with its lack of pizzazz. <laughs> if that's the case, what is he concerned about? Why is he black? Yeah. Wait, I just realized this is Friends of Mindy. Yeah. So this might be a parody. Friends of Mindy. This uh, might not be. Z. 
Yeah, but let's He's see this real official. one. My name is Mindy Meyer, and I'm running for New York State Senate oh, in the 21st Meyer. District of Brooklyn. How about you come take a drive with me? Oh my, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, we gotta go back. Pirouette. She just did a pirouette that was the most like forced pirouette I, in history. I know it's makeup, but she looks ill. She does. She makes herself up to look like she has jaundice. Why does she do this? She looks unwell. Mindy, thing. come on our show and tell us. Soon she's gonna have to and be I'm a running lawyer, for New York. <laughs> State Senate in the 21st District of Brooklyn. How about you come take a drive with me? <laughs> She's got a plan. I'm going to go up to the Senate and I'm going to represent what you want. Oh, it's Walt Clyde Frazier. She's taking action. All I need to do is just go to my district and get their vote. She's our oh, voice. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. But the Senate I, this is absolutely a parody. I can't believe someone took the time to do this. This is Mindy, but they're using clips it's from like an interview with Forward. Like you see this watermark. This is Forward is a it's like a Jewish newspaper. OK, so are you so they're taking B-roll footage from this video? I don't, know, man. I, I, don't I, I could see her thinking that this was a positive ad. Yeah, I don't know. I think this Let's is see. them compiling her like girls. represent it's, what it's you want. She's taking action. All I need to do is just go to my district and get their vote. She's our voice. You know what? I'm sorry, but the Senate doesn't have to be a senior citizen's home. She asks the hard-hitting questions. So by putting me up there, do you have anything to lose? Nothing. Do I have your vote, sir? I have your vote. What are you, a Democrat or Republican? Mindy Maya. What are you, Democrat or Republican? Isn't it crazy that, so this is four years before Trump won the election where he said to black people the same thing. What do you have to lose by voting for me? Do you think he got that line from her? Yes. <laughs> Four years in advance, she said that to a black person. <laughs> Unbelievable. Senate. She's senator and she knows it. Paid for by friends of Mindy. <laughs> but only friends with a Z. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Sad. Yeah, I okay. think this is like pro Mindy. I don't. I think they thought this was right. four subscribers though. That's what makes me think it's. It's is it us four? <laughs> Why, if it was legit, how many more would it have for Mindy Mayer's defunct state senate campaign? Yeah, see, this is the full video here, uh, driving the Devo from forward. Uh, was that eight Let's, years ago? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Do you know who no, Kevin Parker is? Years. Yes, I do. Do you like him? Not really. Good. Listen to me. <laughs> listen to me right now, sir. My name is. Listen to me. <laughs> She only knows she has one mode of talking to black people, just screaming at them. She, it's like it's like as it, you'd think he was like walking away from her as she was saying that, and she was trying to get him back, but yeah. he's just like standing there. Yeah, it's like she was waiting for him to dismiss her, and it didn't happen. She he's didn't listening. Know how to react. He's listening intently. To yeah. her. You listen to me. Listen to me right now. I will call nine one one. Meyer, and I'm 22 years old. I'm running for the New York State Senate in District 21 against Democratic incumbent Kevin Parker. I'm not your typical senator. Do I look like your typical senator? No, exactly. I may be the diva. Oh, that woman man. is like, are you going to order something, please? Yeah. I'm so not getting paid enough. Stop wasting my time. Yeah. But I'm the diva that's going to do something for you. You know, Kim Kardashian's a diva too. Does she do anything for you? No. Well, she she doesn't. Am I right? I want to take 
What are you going to do? Energy. I bring it to the Senate, but my ultimate goal is to focus on the issues and what my constituents want. So tell me what do they want? That you want to be change in this world, and I will I will tell you the truth because I'm an honest person. What you see is what you get. If I can't do it, I won't lie to you, lady. Why is she yelling at all of her constituents? I want Jewish rabbis to stop sucking baby penis. Oh, sorry, I can't do that one. Sorry. I'm an advocate for you. I'm not selfish. No, I'm here. Tell me what you want. No. I don't live in Brooklyn, so it doesn't matter. I'll remember that. Write that down. That I should bring to the Senate. I want to bring that to the Senate. Throughout this whole campaign, I want to make it all about my creativity every, and energy. Every interaction is a fail. Each one's like, what she do you want? I want? Oh, I don't. I'm not from here. Like, <laughs> sorry. This is her fizzle reel. She looks like Lady Gaga before she became huge, yeah. like in the olden days. You're right. There's a big resemblance there. And, you know, make it extremely exciting. And all I care about is you guys. So don't ask me what I care about. Next time I see you, you're going to tell me what you want. And that's what my platform is. You have nothing to lose because Kevin Parker is your senator right now. He didn't okay. do anything for you. Okay, okay. Like, <laughs> okay, leave, okay. Please. Leave, leave. <laughs> Please leave Vegas Diner immediately if you're not going to buy anything or order anything. If I could do one thing for you, tell me what it is. It's like, uh, can you order? Like, yes. I love the freeze frame that we have right now because she's whining at this people and there's literally a sign there that says wines. It's, it's just perfect. They're coming out of her mouth. The wines are coming out of her mouth. Our genius and gangs and everything. So, but if we turn it around and channel their energies into the right things, did you any of you ever watch White Collar? Did you ever watch White Collar? You know Neil, I love Neil from the White Collar. You know he was a criminal and then he turned into an FBI agent. Why don't we do that in our district? You know what? That's a good idea. We'll bring Neil from White Collar to this district and we will we will fight That's against him. And where are you, lady? I don't I know she is. What do you want to what be changed that? in the world? One thing. I, I don't want to get into that right now. Okay, fine. I'll do it. Kevin Parker is not. Why here right even now. use that? Exactly. He Why give they leave a damn in? about you? Miss Mindy Meyer. Yeah. You have to come around. Excuse me, Eddie. We're friends. Tio, Eddie, we're friends. How dare you, you call me Miss? My name Tio. is Mindy, bro. Not Miss Mindy. We're Mindy Meyer. Bro. Oh my God. Bro. Wow. We're friends, Eddie. Just, okay. Regarding the Seven First Policy. She is like, you know what I, I see here? I see a girl whose parents praised her no matter what she oh did. Oh my god. <laughs> like, you know, Bitch, one of these over like that's not the Jewish parenting I know. What kind of Jewish parents did she have that praised her? What? <laughs> Listen, you want to run for Senate? Go ahead. You don't want to take care of your parents. You wanna go and <laughs> you wanna go into your father's business? Fine, you don't love us, all right, but do well in the yeah. Senate, I hope. I feel that stop and frisk has saved many lives and it is extremely fundamental. What I am against is racially motivated stop and frisk. That's Who do you think they're exactly. stopping Exactly. Listen and to why I agree with you. Listen, listen to why I agree with you. Listen, if they're probable cause. I, 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 I don't like stop and frisk. I like stop and shout. <laughs> Yeah. Like, stop black orange. people on the whether street black, and shout at them for whether you're black, whether you're orange. Do you hear? We figured, yeah. Whether whether you're orange like her, a radioactive oh, orange like Hulk Hogan. This oh, is we figured out, Sid. You you got it. This is what, her platform. She's telling us her platform. It's stop and shout. Yeah, that's all she's just doing here. I love how she goes like, <laughs> shut up and listen to me. Agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not happy. I wonder with, if she regrets you know, doing this. I don't think 
she seems like in any publicity is good publicity kind of person. I don't know if you're Democrats, Republicans, it's irrelevant. You're a Democrat or Republican? Democrat. Democrat. Listen, I'm a Republican, but that's just a technicality. Party line that I'm running on, that's just a technicality. So would you- Everyone she's talking to is a Democrat. Can't even vote for her in the primary. Is that what I'm understanding? You'd be willing to vote well, no, for me. but she's campaigning against the Democrats, so I guess there is no primary. I see. I see. So she has yet she probably to, ran unopposed in the primary. She has yet to offer one platform position. She's like, you tell me what you want it to be. That's whatever you want. My website is about. Right, like you, even, yeah. Just to instigate that initial, you know, attention for my constituents, the young population in my district to make them excited and involved and to make them think that politics is not all boring. And I want you to she needs to take a speech class, I feel, because you can see her gasping for air as she talks. I'm gasping for air listening. And I think it would help her, especially if she wants to be a public speaker. Can you take imagine some... that class? You're just like... Oh. Maybe she would sound not like that if she learned how to breathe. <laughs> oh I don't need to breathe. I'm too busy four. senatoring. Senate.com. All of a sudden, a pink screen goes up with the instrumental without the words of "I'm sexy." And I know it is um, instrumental. And in, in in bling letters, at first, I'm senator. And this I know is an it. analog website right now. This is her just describing her splash page. This is her microfiche. Every time someone types the URL to that website, she has to jump into action and say this out loud. To them, she goes. Now there's music playing and it's I'm sexy and I know it, but it's the instrumental and it says I'm senator and I know it. Yes, we're gonna have it rubber running soon, but until then, I'm just gonna long-windedly describe what happened. (laughs) Hi, this is Mindy Mayer. (laughs) Thank you for visiting my website. (laughs) What should be happening right now is there should be a pink, and then it plays the instrumental, and it's the instrumental. Uh, You know, I'm sexy and I know, but the instrumental, and then it says I'm senator and I know it. By the way, this is her platform. The thing, different things that are in her website, like the, the visuals, the design. Style being an orthodox Jewish woman with kind of your flamboyant menu. nature. They actually they go hand in hand with each other. My values. She and my looks like and a sassy that. raccoon with that eyeshadow. It's like <laughs> there's so many bad choices in front of me right now. <laughs> There's also 22 in that video. It's, I don't know. 22. Were you making a 22? Uh, I, did, I didn't I look like sorry. a raccoon. <laughs> All right. Best of I, I, luck to Mindy. Yeah, she's got a kid now. We need to find out who the baby daddy is. Do you it's think it's Heshi? Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> little jailhouse romance going on? Oh, my goodness. Maybe it's Tio from the video. <laughs> like she smuggled in some halva bars in her vagina to the prison <laughs> so you could have some tasty snacks. Oh my god. I believe it. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. But it seems like so that's much. an ongoing story, so maybe there's more Mindy in the coming weeks. Yes. Yeah, because I think uh yeah, like this Heshi guy, he's not going anywhere. So. No. And she's his legal representation. So we'll see. Uh we have a little hate mail as we wind down. Of course, if you love listening to the show, we love you listening to the show, and you listen to the archives, you can't listen live Tuesday nights, 
uh, and you want to ask a question or or have a comment or something to add to something we've said on the show, hit us up, y'all. You could do so by emailing hate mail at metalinjection.net and we'll read it on the air. If you want to get creative, you could uh, record a voice memo, send us that via email, and we'll play it. Or record a Ew. I'm getting a little gassy. Or record a video. Burping is disgusting. No, the like I could hear the bile coming up in your throat. Just that sound. Mindy Mayer's normal speaking voice. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, shut up and listen to my bile. <laughs> That's, that's what it was. <laughs> so, uh, long time, long time, Rob sent us some mail. Two bees. Uh, asked, did you know Schwarzenegger was in the first choice for 1985's classic movie Commando? Is this common knowledge now? It was originally written for Gene Simmons. Did we know this? I did not. I had no idea. Which one was Commando? I I confused that with Predator. It's the one that isn't Predator. Get to the chopper. That's uh, Commando. Jenny is the daughter. Remember? Okay, okay, okay. I'm looking at stills now, and and yes, I mean, I've definitely. It's the gun with the four. Yeah, that's the first. like solo vehicle after Conan, I think I would say. Like it's just he only he was able to do movies that started with the letter C O. <laughs> His yeah. grasp of English wasn't that great, so they were going up the alphabet. Mm-hmm. Also, Commando is what Rob was doing in high school. <laughs> no, in high school, not true, not true at all. I, I picture I'm Rob and a... Tidy Whiteys in high school. Is that true? Mm, I think by high school I, I switched to the. To the boxer briefs. Is that the noise you made because of wearing tidy whities that Yeah, that's how I sounded in junior high school with my, <laughs> my tidy whities uh, Okay, so it's in, on IMDb that uh, the role was written for Gene Simmons, despite the critical be- beating taken by Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, the really cheesy kiss movie. Maybe we do a watch along of that. Oh. Uh, the demons still had the acting bug into the eighties and uh, he actually turned down commando. <laughs> uh, and one of the people who wrote it is now the head of Marvel television. Wow. What a world. Is that, Can Teddy you Feige? Is that, that guy? No, that's the, Overall head of Marvel. Oh. This guy just does the TV, not the movies. Imagine if Gene Simmons took that role, how different the world would be. Hello, this is Gene Simmons of Kiss. Get to the chopper. No, is are you right? okay? You're like rubbing your chest. What's going on? Are you oh, having no, a heart just, attack? No, I'm just rubbing my muscle. Oh. Reminds me of my hometown in Israel. <laughs> Where Gene Simmons of Kiss grew up, <laughs> seven the languages, uh, three of them are Yiddish. <laughs> uh, gay cock and often yum. Thank you very much. He wanted that line written into the script of the movie. They wouldn't do it, and that's why he turned it down. 
Yeah, to it, the it, it, the Chopper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Gene Simmons. <laughs> he would he would want to say I'm Gene Simmons after every line. They're like, no, Gene. This is or he would want kiss like, merchandise on every yeah. like product placement. Yeah, and they just all like, the extras had to wear kiss merch. The director just goes, just let's let him say it. We'll cut it out and post. <laughs> Get to the chopper. I am Gene Simmons of Kiss. Buy my merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god a good good bit of information from rob thank you rob that, that was very important funny guys and they all go into kiss coffins and get carted off <laughs> <laughs> take that now get inside a gene simmons of kiss kiss coffin available exclusively at kissonline.com yes. even, even though, though websites don't exist yet. <laughs> yes it's, it's 1980 go to the arpanet and uh get a <laughs> get a kiss gene simmons of kiss coffin <laughs> Send a COD to Gene Simmons of Kiss, <laughs> Burbank, California. PO Box one two two one nine. Okay. Uh, <sighs> I guess before we go, I I, <laughs> I guess I want I want to mention our Spotify playlist. Yeah, we call it the Metal Injection Livecast Music Break. You can search for that on Spotify. Every week, each one of us contributes a new song, increasing the playlist, uh, adding to an already stellar collection of tracks that we enjoy, that we think you would enjoy. And uh, I picked, uh, for my pick, the new song from Nine Inch Nails. Uh, it's actually a new song from Health, that where they collaborated with Nine Inch Nails. Health is a great uh, industrial band that I've really been getting into from L.A. Uh, I had one of their songs in the playlist a few weeks ago, and I was very excited to hear that they collaborated with Nine Inch Nails. And it's honestly the heaviest Nine Inch Nails song in quite a few years. I really enjoy it. Well, they've put uh, out like three songs in the last few years, so there's not much competition. Well, but but I mean, like their late, more recent output hasn't been as as hard. It's been a bit more melodic. I feel like uh, where it's just like has like hard, sit, hard like draw like. You can't make dark music anymore. He's happy. He's an Oscar. He's just too yeah, just winning every award. Good for him. He's an A-lister. And Darren, what did you pick? I picked a band that we discussed on the show uh, last week, which was Ludacrist. And uh, just because it was up uh, for discussion, but also it's a topical song because it's a cover of a Dr. Seuss book uh, called Green Eggs and Ham, which uh, Dr. Seuss was. Um, which hasn't been canceled. That book right. has not been canceled. But conservatives think it was canceled. Yeah. <laughs> and Ludacrist, for all I know, is probably most likely. They're one of the conservatives, I would guess. They're Christian. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> They're just dumb guys. Uh, yeah. But he basically just reads Green Eggs and Ham. And uh, Sydney, so. uh, you, yours is very appropriate based on the yeah. story you told. Yeah, I picked a Hell of a Hat by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones in honor of the, uh, the story and my hanging out with Dickie that one time. Had it all planned out. Hmm? Had it all planned out. Yeah, yeah. A little synergy. Good producing. Yeah. Good producing. 
And Noah, rounding us out, what did you pick? Uh, I went to a spa over the weekend, and they were playing uh, hip-hop songs in the jazz format. So I was craving a little bit more of that. And I I don't know. I'm not too familiar with this band, but they're just from Brooklyn. And they have a whole album of Wu-Tang covers. So I picked the song Cash Rules Everything Around Me, a jazz it's, version. It's a jazz. Do they do the lyrics as well? No, jazz, it's just all instrumental jazz. Oh, if interesting. If you listen to it in order, it'll be a nice, relaxing uh, segue into <laughs> Rob's pick from last week, which is the Black Dahlia murder. Yeah. What uh? What was the spa like? What did you? What was it like a massage or like? Uh, what was the deal with the spa? Tell me it's all about ju- it. It's <laughs> uh, it's just a big spa where you just go and like you just lay around and relax. Oh, so just like a traditional Korean spa kind of thing. Was, was there Korean different sp- rooms? Um, the saunas were closed, so it was just like be, like just relaxing outside. There was a hot like hot pool. Mm. Um, massages one of the things uh, I really miss is uh, is the, the Korean, Korean spas mm-hmm. I'm vaccinated now I can go in there just only let vaccinated people please <laughs> that's the Korean barbecue uh, I, I actually uh, did my first uh, restauranting at a Korean barbecue uh, last week with my family now mm-hmm. that my, my whole family is vaxxed we celebrated by meeting up i was surprised i thought my parents would be hesitant but they were open to it and they were having a good time i'm really a big fan of korean barbecue i went to lmb oh that's outdoors i don't know if that counts as restauranting doesn't count doesn't count but it it counts in my heart yeah yeah uh so that's brooklyn so that's like a landmark yeah it's it's possibly the best pizza in brooklyn I like upside down pizza. And so we are winding it down, folks. So before we go, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank Ben mm-hmm. Field. And I want to thank our top live cast fans of the week. How do you become a top live cast fan of the week, Rob, you ask? Well, let me answer. You do so on our Patreon. It's our $10 tier. You get everything that we include in the $5 tier. Plus, you get a little shout ski at the end of the show ski, which is right now. Do the Mindy Mayer voice? Oh, I was thinking the voice that the other voice oh, no. that is appalling to us. <laughs> no. Uh, hold on. Let me get the shout outs. Oh. <gasps> okay, Eric. Listen to me, Eric. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to Robert Ganoush, a.k.a. Justin. Benjamin, do I have your vote, Benjamin? El Dutorito, are you a Democrat or a Republican? It doesn't matter. You and Dan are, are for Republican. Or like this. <laughs> and then, oh my God, Mindy May is Kipper. That's me. Up here. Wait. What's going on? Shout out to Mindy May is Kipper. I crocked a swear. I can't use any of those to talk kosher. <laughs> and uh, Simone, I am on. I is on. What kind of name is that? But do I have your vote? Janda, 
Massachusetts. If you have any legal troubles, I am my law firm. Crustacean Sensation, a.k.a. God Stop, I want to ask you, are you a Republican or Democrat? Don't answer. It doesn't matter. It's not important. <laughs> it's a technicality. It's a technicality. Go ahead. You can do more. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to just tag team with you, but okay. Um, Ash Bosloff, I want to explain to you my platform. Okay, so there's a big purple light that comes on when you go to my website. It's beautiful. Vote for me. <laughs> Dallas, I've never been to Dallas because my colors clash when you go to Dallas. Everyone has the Dallas Cowboys uniform and I'm pink and pink and silver clashing. Thank you. This has been my TED Talk. <laughs> my tits talk? My tits talk. I was accused once of being a vampiro myself. That's why I put 40 pounds of orange makeup cakes on my face. I'm Mindy May, Maya. Hugo likes tacos. I cannot eat tacos because I am watching my figure. That means when I get to the center, I have to look like a fashion plate in a bombshell. So no tacos for me. Are you a Republican? Don't answer that. Shut up. I'm talking. <laughs> Lando Banks, Scooby-Doo 182, and Douglas, who are you, Levison? All of you vote for me and shut up. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, that is our show. Thank you for tuning in, and we will be back next Zoom weekend. Hang. Oh yes, and and please hang out on our Zoom uh, this Friday, uh, this Sunday night, Sunday at eight o'clock. We're gonna be hanging out on Zoom on our Patreon, and we hope you can hang out with us and head up our Discord. Yeah, uh, so that uh, we could uh, the link, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, possible. Where do people yep. get the link for the Discord? The invite. Go to metalinjection.net slash livecast, hit the episode page, and uh, you can do that. I noticed there was some uh, some comments just really quickly before we get out of here on the on the uh, uh, YouTube chat. Uh, Uncle Gianna writes, since Rob has lost weight, oh, uh, it's proof Rob doesn't listen to metal. No! <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yes. Damn. Gotcha. <laughs> and uh, Rob's, oh, Rob, Rob with two Bs, uh, who's a hate mail, uh, we uh, read earlier, asked, is Rob starting shrimp coin or something? No, but I'm, I'm very into uh, crypto now because it makes my money. How Especially Ethereum. I'm into Ethereum. Buy it on the dips, folks. It's only going up. Not financial advice, just my opinion. How much have you made? I have made profit? 33% of the money that I put in back. I will say that much. So, so a third, a third. I got a point, third of my money 1. back. 1.33 times what you started with. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I'm not going to say how much I put in. Disappointing. But I will say that I owe the IRS uh, money. And instead of just paying them, I decided to put it in to Ethereum. And now I have enough to pay the IRS and also pay my credit card bill. So that's nice. (laughs) Buy it on the dip. And if you don't know what you're doing, don't do it. But it's nice. Or learn what to do. Learn. Look up. Yeah. 
Do your research. If I can understand it, you can understand it. Yeah, but I will say I would recommend uh, staying away from Dogecoin because not very stable. But Ethereum, Bitcoin, pretty stable. But Bitcoin is already like, I mean, it could still go up. But I mean, you're looking at it's expensive. Yes. The, the smaller ones are, you know, more or less have room to grow more than Bitcoin. does. Yes, but they're riskier. They, they have more of a chance of crashing, whereas Ethereum. And that's why I like Ethereum. It's a happy medium between the, the two where it's Ethereum's the price is the biggest one, right? Yeah, but it's not outrageous enough where you can make a, a decent return and it's still like growing like crazy. So anyway, that's that's my TED talk. Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>